Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhame, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers. Before we get started with some intros here, let's make sure we thank our sponsors. And those folks are awesome and help us a great deal. Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, as well as our buddies over at American Option Insurance. Well, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have two really cool people here on this show, one of which is uh, he's been here twice, I think, already, and uh, he's co-hosting today's show. He invited a guest that uh, I'll make sure that he does the appropriate introduction, but I'll, I'll tell you a little, about it, a little bit about her. She is an uh, international keynote speaker, TEDx speaker, and among other things, Ed will certainly shed the light on that, but uh, Ed, before we, we uh, get further with Shelly and her introduction, how about reminding everyone where we can find you as well as you've got a book out there that we should probably talk about. Yeah, Brent, thanks so much. Uh, I'm Ed Cressy, very grateful to be here with the incredible Shelly Winter. You can find my book, uh, your audience can find my book, uh, www.edkressy.com. It's called My Addiction and Recovery. And as the title suggests, it's a journey of um, through, my, uh, through the depths of drug addiction to uh, a beautiful life of serving my communities. Thanks, Brent. That's Thank right. And let's, uh, now it's your show, Ed. Why don't you uh, give uh, the high fives to the best looking person on this, on this uh, podcast, no doubt. Great smile, the whole nine yards. But uh, Ed, you want to introduce Shelly? Yes, I am honored, privileged, and so happy to be here with one of the most inspiring human beings that I know, the incredible, one-of-a-kind, the awesome Shelly Winner. Shelly, woo! How, how are we doing, Shelly? I'm doing awesome. I'm glad to be here. Uh, thanks for inviting me on the uh, podcast, and yeah, this is great. Oh. So great to be here. And, you know, let me just say real quick, you're the inspiration, my friend. <laughs> your journey is incredible. Your book, just everything that you do. Um, I just I just absolutely love um, being your friend and I'm blessed to have you in my life. Thank you. I'm on, He's, the, shoulders. Uh, I'm on the shoulders of giants. And Shelly, you're the giant. So listen, Shelly, <laughs> I gotta start. I heard some troubling things about you. Okay, Shelly? This is true. I heard that you used to do methamphetamine. Oh my oh, God. Come on. Yes, oh. I did. <laughs> All right. So, as a fellow. Monks and other things. <laughs> as a fellow former meth addict my, myself, you know, can you tell uh, the audience and, and Shelly, you and I, you know, we weren't people popping diet pills here and there to help us, you know, better do our jobs. We, we were pretty hardcore meth addicts. But uh, it's your, you know, you're the guest. So to, to give the audience uh, an understanding, you know, what was it like starting off in the depths of addiction like you started off in? Well, yeah, I think a lot of uh, why I went down the path that I went down uh, with addiction and 
you know, prison was because of the role models that I had growing up. You know, my father was an addict to meth, alcohol, uh, prescription pills, and he heavily influenced that, that lifestyle. Uh, you know, he got me drunk at the age of 11 was the first time I ever got drunk with him. And in high school, he used to sell drugs from our home. So people were coming in and out of our house at all hours buying drugs from him. And one of the rules of the house was, if you ever decide to do drugs or you want to try them, you have to bring them home and share them with me. So he really thought, you know, using drugs was, was cool and he didn't care. He wanted me to use drugs with them. And my mother, she was not around, you know, if she was around, she was with uh, a boyfriend. And so my brother and I just kind of grew up on our own and we didn't make the best decisions. We started hanging out or not we, I should say, I started hanging out with people that were into, you know, using drugs um, starting in high school, the partiers, the drinkers, the drug addicts, and I dabble, I started dabbling with drugs in high school, but didn't, I wouldn't say I became a full-blown addict until uh, after I got out of high school. And then I started dabbling with methamphetamine probably around the age of 17 or 18 years old and really started going hardcore with meth uh, at the age of 24, 25. And it was to the point where I couldn't function without it. Uh, I had to have it every single day. I couldn't hold down a job. I woke up and if I didn't have enough meth to get me through the day, I was looking for it. Uh, and that's how my days were. It was just this life of complete bondage. And then I was introduced to prescription pills. And so then I started using meth and prescription pills. And eventually uh, when I couldn't find prescription pills, I was uh, supplementing with heroin. Shelly, that, you know, I find it truly amazing that uh, you and Ed have a similar story or stories in, in some ways. And, and, uh, what was, what was, you know, our show Breaking Business Barriers, sometimes people perceive challenges as monumental and they're like tiny in the, yeah. in the reality of things. And, and how'd, you, how'd you break out? How'd you decide, okay, enough is enough? Was there a moment or were there a series of moments? And again, as, we, as our listeners look, um, they're, they're grabbing for something positive, strength, you know, yeah. power in the individual or, and or the team. But what was your moment or moments? Well, throughout my addiction, and, and I can't speak for all addicts, but I, you know, for me, it was, you get sick of being in bondage, you know, day in and day out, you're living to find drugs and to do drugs. You have, you do nothing productive with your life. You alienate yourself from your friends and your family, your loved ones, because they're not using, uh, and you just get sick of it. It's like this leash, you know, around your neck and you can't do anything with, and I just, I would get sick of it. And, but yet I was addicted. So it was like this vicious cycle. I couldn't get out of it was, it's really hard to get out of addiction. You have to really, really want to just stop and, and usually it takes treatment 
I tried uh, once quitting on my own and I've, you know, I did, I was, I was able to stay sober for about a year, but I didn't know the skills necessary to turn my life around and, and stay on a sober path. And so I, when I got arrested, I ended up getting arrested for um, selling drugs. And what really just pulled me out of it and basically woke me up was that I found out I was pregnant. And I knew that if I didn't change my life, that my son wasn't gonna have a chance. And there's no way that I could be the same parent to my son that my father was to me and be okay with that. So after my arrest, uh, I decided, well, I was, you know, I, I had to fight, I was fighting my case. I decided to enroll myself into uh, a, a treatment center. And, and that's where I started my journey of healing. And it was not easy. It was not, I mean, I had a ton of baggage, uh, a lot of anger, a lot of trauma, just things that I had built up that I'd never dealt with and the addiction on top of that all. So yeah, it was, it was quite the journey, but I, I made it through and I came out on top and persevered. Amazing story. And <clears throat> I think what, what's uh, really important and, and our guests that are on this show, they may be talking about their personal challenges with anxiety, with, with all kinds of things that uh, most people won't talk about, you know, in today's world. And uh, maybe they do a little bit more, but, you know, keep telling your story. It'll, it'll give not others just hope. You've heard this, but it really gives them some strength. And oh, yeah. uh, I think that's pretty amazing. Before I pass it back over to Ed, Shelly, where, where, can, where can we, our listeners, uh, most easily find you? Uh, so my LinkedIn profile is probably in my best place to connect with me uh, at uh, Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, winner, W-I-N-N-E-R. Yes, uh, I am the winner. Yes, that is my real last name. <laughs> and you can also reach me by email, which is uh, my, my personal email. It's winner.shelly at gmail. Awesome. So everyone, I'm sure Shelly would love to hear from you. Don't be, don't be shy. If, yeah. uh, if you have a question or two and, and, uh, or you just want to say hi and she's inspiring to, and, and probably has inspired a lot of folks, but, uh, Ed back to you, my friend. Oh yeah. Thanks Brent. So, you know, Shelly, before we move on to the, to the amazing things you're doing today and you've been doing recently, when it comes to fighting our way out of addiction, you know, for me, it was really finding these inspiring people who I wanted to be like, you know, I found people or people found me and they were living lives that I wanted to lead. Mm. You know, I wanted to have what they had. Usually that meant some form of spirituality, serving their communities, doing things on behalf of others. So I could try to emulate in some small fashion what they were doing. Yeah. And then I, I sort of borrowed their strength until I could find my own inner strength. So for you, you know, was, was your journey similar? And if people listening right now are either struggling themselves or are looking to help someone who's struggling, what kind of advice do you have for people in those situations? Well, the only advice I could give, I think, is that treatment works. 
it might not work the first, second, maybe third, maybe fourth time, but if you keep going and you truly want to quit, I believe what happens is we start, we, we go, we start in treatment. We don't have any faith or hope that it's going to work, but if, what happens is the more that we, we, we keep trying to, to get clean and sober and we, we, you know, education is power, knowledge is power. And what happens is this, everything you're being taught in treatment starts to sink in and then eventually it clicks and it makes sense. And then it's like this, you know, this light bulb comes on and for the first time you understand a new way to live. And that, well, that's what happened for me. You know, going to treatment, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know if it was gonna work or if it wasn't gonna work, but I knew it was a good place to start. And when you're struggling with addiction, it's, it's you, people have been able to quit on their own, but it's, it's for me, it was, I needed to learn new skills uh, to, to apply to my life, to stay sober. Skills like rational thinking, you know, cognitive, you know, behavioral, you know, therapy was, was really what I needed um, to correct my behaviors because I had so much, my, my way of thinking and living was very criminal minded. And so I needed to learn how to get out of that way of thinking. And that's what treatment really did for me. And you have to be done. You just have to be done. You have to be at that point in your life where you're done. The other the other part of the question you said, was there anybody that inspired me to, to, you know, snap out of my addiction or to want to change? I would say my son. <laughs> I just, I wanted to be a better person for my son. There was, there was no one person in particular that I looked up to because at the time in my life, I didn't have any friends that had gotten sober, um, you know, that had, turn their lives around and, and there was, wasn't really anybody I had to look up to. But for me, it was, I, I just wanted to be a better person for my son and for myself and for my family. That's, that's fantastic. So, you know, you broke through not just barriers, but walls that are probably pretty darn thick and uh, granite walls and you made a decision. And generally I ask what, uh, what approach may uh, have been a fork in the road. And that might've been that little fella, you know, that you made a decision um, certainly with both your head and your heart and uh, high, high fives to you and making that decision. That guy, that guy, uh, uh, he's got, he's got some power. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Right. Right. <laughs> hey, let's have a little fun here. All right. We got, we got all serious, but folks, again, you may have had a bad day at work. You may have had a bad year at the, uh, at whatever it is that you do. But remember, there are stories out there that need to be told and, and certainly Shelly and, and Ed really provide uh, some, some, uh, some moments where pause and it may not be as hard as you think what you're going through. Um, sometimes a little tough love and just, uh, or maybe a little talk, talking about it. But, but anyway, Shelly, you you do these um, speaking engagements. So when you were getting ready to do that, uh, maybe walk us through because most of most folks out there, including myself, probably get a little sweaty in the palms and maybe the forehead and, and maybe a little cotton mouth and, and this, that, and the other thing. But how'd that first one go for you? Or what were you thinking? My very first speaking uh, 
public speaking was actually when I was in prison and I was in a program called Defy Ventures, which uh, Ed Cressy is also uh, a part of. And I had to do a, um, a business pitch. So basically a Shark Tank style competition and all these volunteers and executives and CEOs of companies came in to judge this competition. And I had to get up on stage and give my pitch. And I was very close to just pretending I was sick and not even showing up. But one thing that program taught me was that fear is a part of life. There's nothing you can do about it. Even the most seasoned veteran speakers still get nervous right before they go up on stage. And you have to learn to dance with it. That's the key. Don't let it hold you back but learn to dance with it, embrace that fear and, and, and harness that fear to use for your advantage and let it come out in your passion as you're giving a presentation or you're, you're, uh, you know, you're on stage talking and you'll find that it, it, it helps. You know, it, it's, a, it's a muscle that you build and like any other muscle in your body, the more that you use it, the stronger it becomes and public speaking is the same thing. And you know, I was, of course I was scared, but I remembered what the program taught me, taught me, well, I told you about the fear, but then it told, it taught me that what's the big deal? No one's going to die. If you get up on stage and you make a mistake, it's okay because you're a human being and you're just going to do the best you can. And that's all you can do. You know, the more, obviously the more that you prep for speaking engagements, you know, the better you're going to be when you get on stage to present or speak and but uh but the reality of the situation is that you're getting out there for a good cause and to help others and to not be so hard on yourself and not let that fear hold you back it's no big deal if you make a mistake ed would you agree with that you do plenty of public speaking what what are your thoughts I've never, <laughs> I've done some public speaking. I've never learned to overcome the fear, but it has, uh, they say it doesn't get easier, but you get grittier, right? Okay. So I, 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 fortunately, I've been inspired by a lot of people to, to get some degree of grittiness uh, when it comes to facing fear. But, you know, like Joseph Campbell wrote, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Is that true story? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I you, think that, okay. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say fear is the number one factor that holds people back in life and holds them back from success. And um, you know, once you can learn to dance with your fear, you'll have breakthroughs. Well, you you had a breakthrough because you were in the five ventures in prison. You're competing in the in the business pitch competition. How'd you end up doing in that competition? I got first place. I got won. Yeah, I won the competition. And, and there's, before I went up on stage, I thought, there is no way I'm winning this. I, my pitch is horrible. I'm scared. You know, I've never, public, you know, gone on stage and did public speaking before. This is going to be, turn out just horrible. And then I ended up winning. And after that moment, I realized how much strength I truly had within myself that I wasn't utilizing and the potential that was inside of me. And you met, uh, and, you met and you met Dee Dee. I met Dee Dee, yes. Yeah, can you tell can you tell us about Dee Dee and what uh, your relationship with her was like? Ah, 
Dee Dee is amazing. Dee Dee is, uh, she's the CEO of a company out here in Oakland, a tech company. And she's an incredible woman who I met who, uh, at the, at the um, Shark Tank competition, Shark Tank style competition. And we just totally connected. And she told me that she wanted to mentor me when I got out. And I was getting ready. I was about two months to the gate. And I, I wasn't sure, you know, people say things, you know, sometimes when they're in a, a moment of, you know, they're in a, how should I, how do I word that? Like an inspiring or, you know, moment. And I think that she was really inspired by everything that was going on and the people and the transformation that she was seeing, but I didn't know if she was truly going to connect with me, but she did. She made sure to get a hold of me when I got out. We met, went and met for lunch and she just poured love into me like no other human had ever poured love into me. Just told me how amazing I was, what a rock star I was, that she was so proud of me. She was blessed to know me, just all of these things. And she made me feel so good about myself. And um, man, it's crazy when you, you don't realize how much those words, are, we, we need them as humans. And, and I lacked that growing up. But having her pour that love into me has helped change my life. And she's literally like a second mother to me. Um, I'm, I just put an offer in on a house and you know, she's, she's helping me out with my down payment. I mean, she's just awesome. <laughs> she's really there for me. And we, we see each other once or twice a month we always you know or we talk on the phone and and she is she's my family i'm so blessed to have her mentors make all the difference in the world most certainly and especially if they're contagiously awesome and they do what they say they're going to do right right shout out to her she sounds like a fantastic person and and uh and there was nothing in it for her really nothing. right yeah. Yep. Uh, gracious people are, are fantastic. But before we, uh, before we sign off on the, uh, on the podcast, you know, I was jotting some notes down here. I'm like, okay, what's Shelly's superpower or superpowers? Do you consider yourself uh, someone that has a superpower? Sure. Uh, I'm courageous. I'm very courageous. Some people think I'm fearless, but that's not true. I'm just courageous. Uh, I push myself uh, outside of my comfort zones uh, quite often because I have learned that that's where I do the most growth. And so for me, uh, I just, I have the courage to be okay with that. And, um, you know, that's, that's how breakthroughs have happened in my life. And that's why, why I've done a TEDx and that's why I'm, you know, employed where I'm employed and, you know, so this, I guess I'm a courageous superwoman. <laughs> that is, that is awesome. And, uh, I had a feeling it was going to be somewhere in and around there with the last name winner. Yeah. I mean, still like before we got started, I just, again, I think it's the coolest last name on the planet, but, uh, nothing against Ed or I and our last names, but, but <laughs> I'm a little envious being a, being a, a, uh, a, a fan of all kinds of different athlete athletics. I just wish, mm. yeah, I just, yeah, well, shall I, 
Well, I digress, but that's, that's pretty cool. Hey, let's, uh, let's remind everyone where they can find you one more time, Shelly. Yes. So you can reach, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I pretty sure I'm the only Shelly winner on LinkedIn. Uh, if th there's another one, I want to meet her. Uh, <laughs> but my name is spelled S H E L L E Y. And then my last name is winner W I N N E R. Like I'm the winner. I won. And then also my uh, email, which is winner.shelly at gmail. Well, on behalf of uh, Ed, myself, Ed, hey, thank you for co-hosting. Co always, always a pleasure, my friend. And you bring a smile to my face every time I get to see you, Shelly. It's been a pleasure Thanks. to get to know you. I've heard lots of really cool things from Ed. And oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, what? wouldn't that be awesome? But. But as we wrap it up, I do want to thank, uh, once again, our sponsors, Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, and our good friends over at American Option Insurance. On behalf of Ed and Shelly, this is Brent Duhame, your host of Breaking Business Barriers. We'll see you on the other side, onward and upward. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information, or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.